Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's going on, everybody? Pat Bear back with you all. We've got another microsode for your listening pleasure. I am being joined today by BJ. What's going on, BJ? What's up? We are going to be talking none other than the one and only Moon Knight. We have not dished about this show. I don't even think we've mentioned it on the main uh, roundup episodes. I think we, I think we did. I because I think. Um... I think we were we were talking. I think somebody had just offhandedly mentioned it, and then we were talking about doing like a micro of it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of times we'll get like through the first episode, and it'll be somebody's topic, and then we'll get to the end oh. and be like, okay, let's do a, a full micro. I don't think we've did, we. I don't think we have really dove into much of anything outside of of mentioning it and maybe just being like, ooh, like I'm excited, and that's it. So we are doing a full out deep dive. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to dissect every line of dialogue from each episode, <laughs> but we are going to talk some Moon Knight. We're going to talk about the things that we liked, things that we maybe uh, thought could have been better, uh, some possible speculation and conjecture from Moon Knight going forward in the MCU, and um, yeah, just an overall feel of how the show was for us. So before we dive into any of that, a quick synopsis for you. Moon Knight is an American television miniseries created by Jeremy Slater for the streaming service Disney Plus based on the Marvel Comics featuring... Based, yeah, okay, this seems weird. Based on the Marvel Comics featuring... That, I don't know why that S is killing me. Featuring the character of the same name. It is the sixth television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Dear God, we've had that many shows so far. Oof. Time is right? a construct. It's nuts. <laughs> like, seriously. <the> Lord. <laughs> I remember when we were getting excited for WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so it is the sixth television series in the MCU to be produced by Marvel Studios, sharing continuity with the films of the franchise. Slater serves as head writer with Mohamed Diab leading the directing team. Oscar Isaac stars as Mark Spector slash Moon Knight and Stephen Grant slash Mr. Knight. Two altars of a man with dissociative identity disorder, or DID, with May Kalamawi 
Kareem El Hakim, F. Murray Abraham, Ethan Hawke, and Akinjirin, David Ganley, Khalid Abdallah, Gaspard Uliel, Antonia Salib, Fernanda Andrade, Ray Lucas, Sofia Danu, and Saba Mubarak also starring. If I messed up any of those names, I sincerely apologize. Uh, the series was announced in August of 2019, with Slater hired in November. Diab was hired to direct four episodes in October 2020, with directing duo Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead joining in January 2021 to direct the other two. Isaac was confirmed to star at that time and used different accents to differentiate Spectre's various identities. So Moon Knight premiered on March 30th of 2022, ran for six episodes, concluding on May 4th, and it is part of Phase 4 of the MCU. So... Now, with that all out of the way, am I possible <laughs> butchering of people's names? Let's dive into it. Overall, what was your thought on Moon Knight as a series? So, all right. I'm going to... I'm a little confused just because initially this was supposed to be a miniseries and it was supposed to be a single one shot. Mm-hmm. Um but there's been a flip-flopping. If you watched, if you go on Disney Plus, it went from series finale to season finale. So it's right same now, thing on Twitter, yeah, and, and when right they were, now when they were promoting it uh, originally, yep. it, within a within the week between the the fifth and sixth episodes, it did that. It went from the series finale to the season finale of Moon yes. Knight. So, um, the big thing is that. Um, as a mini series, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, as a, as a multiple season thing, I'm, I'm cautious. Um, so the thing is I have read a handful of the Moon Knight comics and I know they definitely introduced Moon Knight in the ultimate, uh, Marvel series, which for those of you that are, uh, 80s babies, was uh, Marvel's super edgy 90s versions of all their IPs. Um, And Moon Knight was featured in a couple of Spider-Man comics. And it's it's interesting because I love the way they do his multiple personalities when you have Mark Spector kind of in the mirrors, it caught it. This show forces you to pay a lot of attention to the cinematography, especially when you realize his reflections literally are whatever personality isn't currently at the forefront. So I absolutely love that, that, that was great. I do think the show suffers from the uh, current Marvel curse of pacing. Um, Pacing can get, if you it, like I said, as a miniseries, each episode is like its own contained genre. Um, and as a miniseries, I love that because it lets the show do different things, especially if they do something really well. Um, I did not expect that episode. I think it was episode. It was episode three, three or four that went straight fucking horror in the tomb, and I was like, I am not okay. I am. I am emotionally not okay right now, and I feel like this is just preparing me for um, uh, multiverse of madness with all of its horror um, elements. Yes, and that was episode four. That was the tomb. That was the tomb. Yeah. So, um, so I will say I definitely appreciate that so far all these Marvel shows have been tonally very different. 
I think the only thing that's been similar in tone is Hawkeye and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but still very different types of stories. Um, I love, I think episode four was one of my favorite episodes. And I think episode five, that was the one in the uh, weird sort of afterlife mindscape. Um, Nuot. Mental, yeah. And I will say, uh, while we're on the, the subject of other Marvel IPs, I love the fact that any reference to any other Marvel property was super light and didn't really, there wasn't a lot of touch on, except if you paid close attention to when the gods and their, um, uh, what is that? Their um, proxies or whatever. Avatars. Their avatars. There was one for Bast, and they confirmed that there's multiple versions of Afterlives because uh, I was going to say Bast is in charge of the, uh, was the ancestral one that T'Challa and them are a part of. Uh, in Black yeah, Panther, Bast is the 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 Panther god that, um, that the Wakandans revere, and the ancestral plane is their version of the Duat. And um, my favorite character, Tawarit, because <laughs> the fucking hippo was everything. I love her. She's. I was gonna say, out of all of like the supernatural characters in the show, I loved her the most. Absolutely, I love her so her much. Fucking ears twitching, just like <laughs> randomly going. Oh, it's everything. Um, yeah, but she mentions the uh, the ancestral plane as being mm-hmm. one of the versions of the afterlife based off of your belief system. So it shows that it, and it's funny because it kind of, it kind of um, points to religion, real religion. And the fact that all of this stuff is the same, <laughs> that if you follow religion, it's all the same stories, just reskinned. It's different, you know, it's different DLC for different, different people in different parts of the world and what they believe, but the stories are all the same. It's just a matter of these characters are who they are in these things. Um, but then I don't know if you saw this in Thor Love and Thunder. Bost has a corporeal human form in yep. the movie. So there's a lot. And I mean, obviously, with Gore the God Butcher, this is a miniseries that focuses a lot on the gods. Like there is a lot of spirituality and uh higher powers afterlives all of these different things that are being connected mm-hmm. throughout phase four as we go into it um there is a kang reference or a couple of kang references um of, or one of kang's variants i should say not kang directly but there are all of these things that are interconnecting but as you said and i 100 percent echo it's very subtle and yep. it's very it's very layered and nuanced versus hitting you over the head and going, hey, this is in, in reference to this. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. So, yeah, Tawar yeah. is fucking amazing. Oh, God, I love Tawar. <laughs> and and I, I like I said, I love it because I it, it gives and and um, it's it, I, it's similar thing. For those of you that don't know, I did get to see I, the, the NDA is um, is done. Um, I did get to preview uh, a couple episodes of She-Hulk, and it, it mirrors that even though She-Hulk Journey definitely <laughs> has, um, y- you have characters from other Marvel 
uh, movies and everything that pop up in it, it doesn't feel like it overshadows the overall plot and the characters of the story. And uh, Moon Knight seems to be the beginning of them kind of pulling back a little bit. Um, Because WandaVision, even though you had direct ties to like um, Endgame and everything and Infinity War... WandaVision definitely until the last episode felt like a it was quite literally its own self-contained thing um so no I definitely that was one of the better choices for this um is to have um have everything kind of be a little bit more self-contained um I want to sleep with Mark Spector and Stephen Grant preferably at the same time I I I don't know what it is. It's literally both. It's it's literally one man, both toxic personalities that I find attractive. So I mean, yeah, super needy and intelligent, and then like you've got super brooding and refuses to communicate his feelings. Um, (laughs) All right, before we go any further into uh, having to dissect your trauma. Overall, I thought it was a good show. Um, there were some points where I was like, oh, okay, like it, it felt a little rushed at some points, to your point, the pacing. Um, and we'll dive more into into that a little bit as we kind of dissect the things that could possibly be improved. Um, but overall, I like the show. I, I like that it was a different take. I like that they are giving these properties the ability to feel like different genres, different styles, different takes on characters. We don't necessarily need to have uh, everything be a cookie cutter mold. Hey, let's make this show. This is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, overall, I thought it was it was good. Let's dive into a little round of some of our positive takeaways from these six episodes, including uh, a post credit scene at the end of only one of episode six. So we you've touched on a little bit already. But let's deep dive into the good things. Um, char- some of the best written characters um, of any Marvel show. Um, Oscar Isaac. Holy crap, that man. I forget how talented that man is. Like, I have loved him in every role I've seen him in. And if he, if anymore, if anybody else. Apocalypse? I actually liked him as Apocalypse. I, I <laughs> he, was, he was one of the few things about that movie that I liked. Because I was iffy on him playing apocalypse but i i i think i i liked him uh, his like i said he's a powerhouse of acting um may uh calamoe as um um as layla lila lila actually it depends on it depends on which personality is saying her name um, <laughs> she <laughs> layla alfuli that's yeah i love love i was actually a little bit she was like kind of the one one of the few characters that was like stable enough to like kind of have a very straightforward arc um holy shit can she act like she i it was literally when she was solo in that tomb i was like okay please don't let anything else terrible happen to her i love her and i need her to just be okay and i was like steven don't kiss her like it's it's weird you're you're very awkward um (laughs) and and then ethan hawk i'm not gonna lie i have never found ethan hawk attractive in anything and like i 
he nearly recruited me to the cause. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, yes, man, this is very um, mustache twirly slightly, but um, uh, like, oh, just his mannerisms and the way he talked, his voice and the, the stupid glass, the damn glass uh, boots. Like, he, of the three of them, anytime the three of them were on screen together, I, I loved it in any combination. If it was just him and her, if it was it, honestly between Arthur and, and Mark, like or Arthur and Steven, like, Oh my gosh. It's just, it was some of the best banter. Um, and just some of the best character work, I think of almost all of the Marvel series. Um, and like I said, the cinematography, you couldn't look away. Like anytime Mark is quote unquote by himself, you could not look away. Um, it's just, um, yeah. Uh, and then Khonshu, the dick. Like, Khonshu like, is what I believe a god to be like. In this modern era, he has a purpose. He wants to get shit done. He is going to be an asshole about it. And Khonshu's a fucking asshole. And like like you're not rooting for him you're not the only god god you're rooting for is the goddess um Tarawet. like she's the only one that you're like i like you you're cool and then her and her and lila hooking up i'm like yes a yes to all of this like these these are the only two in a healthy relationship in this entire show <laughs> And it's at these two deserve each other and i absolutely love them like when Tawet uh Tawet um looked at her or told her like, oh yeah, I, I talk to your father all the time. He's a really good guy. And I'm like her confirming that her father is in uh, essentially heaven. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, she's giving her closure. Like she's like, yeah. So, uh, so like I said, the acting, the cinematography just, uh, and like I said, I, I'm nervous about them keeping that up for a second season because when you don't think you're good doing a second season it's easy to just pull out all the stops and everything um and like like i said just i don't think there wasn't a single character in this show that i didn't appreciate or like um i mean horace's avatar can eat a dick but i mean that's <laughs> but but like i said uh, just it it it, it world built in a, in a super interesting way um gorgeous visuals um honestly i'm i'm currently combing through the internet looking for moon knight backgrounds uh from the show um but yeah absolutely and like like i said i i didn't feel like i said when uh mark's suit when mark turned into uh the persona mr mr knight so there's mr knight and there's moon knight mr knight is um steve's um uh, moon knight persona or his uh yeah. his armor like when he rolled up his sleeves, I was like, please don't do this to me. I don't want to feel, I don't need the feel things for this little weirdo with superpowers. Please stop. And yeah, no, as soon as he rolled up his sleeves, I was like, well, there it is. Uh, and he's got the Tomfas. I was like, mm -mm. it's like, well, nope. Favorite weapon. I'm like, I'm not, I refuse to call Steven daddy. Um, <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. I'm like Mark. However, I will in fact call Daddy. And then um, our our not so surprise reveal of number three, um, who I've I've now the comic he's from the third personality terrifying. 
like that character is absolutely terrifying in the comics like straight up i am now that i've watched it all the way through i'm like oh he murdered everyone okay mark mark was willing to let some people walk away but this no he is not he he is Conchu's best friend and has no problem um murdering every every human in the way of his mission so um like i said i'm i'm excited to see uh to see what they decide if they're doing a second season but those were definitely my top my top highlights of any marvel series yeah for sure i i agree with a lot of what you had said there um i i, I oddly like Kanshu. i as an, even being an asshole there's something about Kanshu that that just tickles me um the Stephen Grant character was interesting in the way that he, they portrayed him. I there were points where I honestly I wasn't sure what was real, which was <laughs> definitely like the point of the show and did a good job at it of going, okay, which which reality is is real? Like what is real? The duot, the asylum, the like you know the the quote unquote real world like. There are some things that are, even in a, a superhero-filled world, sometimes you feel are a little too fantastical. And it's like, okay, well, maybe that is just a a, a, a construct and the asylum is real. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff is all pulled straight from the pages of the comics. Um, I am drawing a blank on who the writer was for um for the series that Jeff Lemire uh yes. was a, his run of Moon Knight is what most of this comes from the Jake Lockley character mm-hmm. uh Stephen Grant uh, Mark Spector cuz Mark Spector is the name if you know of Moon Knight at all Mark Spector is the name you know so when it started out with Stephen Grant it was kind of like okay well what is this um, I, I think that it's fantastic that there is a, um, there is a show that focused on DID. It's, uh, not something that gets pulled into writing often and has a lot of maybe not the best depictions in older media, um used to be referred to as multiple personality disorder and it it was almost kind of used as a cop-out there wasn't a lot of real diving into the trauma and the reasons behind why somebody would disassociate and have an altar or create an altar so i thought that that was really uh really intense and really something to applaud them writing it this way and really kind of digging into it. I know it did take a number of episodes before we got there. Um, you know, got the penultimate episode was where we really kind of got to dive into it. I know that there was a lot of talk about wanting more Moon Knight in the Moon Knight show. <laughs> That's true. And I can, so this one's a weird one. Like, yes, in the things that I could have done better section, we can also mention this. Um, but to world build a character like this, you can't just kind of throw in like, you can't just have him running around as Moon Knight all the time. There's yeah. a lot more to the person behind it and why this is happening. Um, 
you know, and then once you've watched the whole thing, I I tend to watch the new Rockstars videos afterwards, the the Easter eggs and things that you may have missed um, videos. So there was a lot of talk about Jake Lockley in these videos from episode one on. So when those kind of flashes and cuts to brutality beyond belief, the I was already kind of on that track because of these videos and having somebody else kind of say, oh, okay, well, there's a third altar that is kind of the brutal one that's even worse than Mark. But to see it play out, I think it was done really well. And I think it teased all of that. And that final reveal at the end to have it officially 100% be a part of the show in that last moment. I think it sets up for what could potentially be some very interesting season two work. I I think that they, I don't, I think it would need to kind of shift the way the tone is because now we don't have the mystery of why now it's kind of like, now we can have a moon Knight series where there are all these adventures uh, to Warit and the Scarlet Scarab, how mm. long that partnership will last. Um, Jake and Conchu being something that Mark and Steven won't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but overall, I, I, I really did like the way that they, they kind of pulled all this together. Um, Ethan Hawke as Arthur hated I hated him and it, <laughs> that means that they did a good job with it because I was just like, I'm I, I can't. Um, the VFX team was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I said it before, Tawarit, the best fucking thing when they run into her at the end of the episode and she's like, hello. And they're like, <laughs> and then she's like, oh. Oh, <laughs> they just <start> screaming. <laughs> that was so amazing. The VFX team, though, I will say this: one from the ears wiggling as she was talking or getting flustered, the the mannerisms. Go back and watch that scene where she's doing the spiel for the duot. There is a mirror in the corner of the frame because you know, obviously, they're they're in an asylum. The the way that that VFX team had to not only do the front of Tuarit in this motion capture and create this this completely CGI character, mm. but watch the mirror and how perfectly it's the back of Tuarit or this like part of the back of Tuarit in in all of that like it was just so incredible. I I was really just I I thought it was phenomenal and Tuarit is now my favorite of all the characters in this show. <laughs> I've said it. I said it when Tuart was first brought into the show. I said it at the beginning of this episode, and I'm saying it again now, and I will say it again probably many moons from now. But Tuart's phenomenal, and my favorite thing that came out of this show. Nice. So, now let us dive into some of the things that we thought could have been better from the series. So, um, my thing is, here's my thing. If you're going to have vastly tonally different episodes, just lean into it. 
I feel like if they had, if they had, like in the promos, if they had kind of, because the first two episodes definitely felt a little cohesive. But then once you get into episodes, I would say definitely episodes, actually one through three felt pretty cohesive. But then four, five, and six were kind of all over the place. I feel like you, I feel like you should just embrace the chaos. Maybe that's just, (laughs) maybe that's just my own personality coming through. But like if you had the first episode as like a confusing like who is this person what the hell's going on and especially the way it ended but then you have it start the way the previous one ended it's it, it like i said it, i would appreciate it if they had just kind of either decided to go with all different tones for every episode or like like try and be a little bit more cohesive as far as tone goes. But I definitely, like I said, episodes four is my favorite because it's the horror, it's the horror episode. Um, then also it's, um, uh, what did I say at the beginning? It's, um, it suffers from what all current pacing. Yes. The Marvel shows. I was, I will say the one thing Marvel shows, I, I want to say Hawkeye, it was like I said, it started out slow, but Hawkeye had like a good build to its final act. WandaVision had a good build, but then like WandaVision's final episode kind of uh, immediately became a Marvel movie. And I felt like and, there. And that was partially due to the filming schedule. Yes. They, I don't know how it would have been different if they did not have to rush the final um the final filming and kind of retweak the final episode or episodes because of um the panorama because production got shut down and they kind of had to throw everything together that's why you didn't have darcy really in there like they were able to just do kind of like a green screen for for her you know so much was just kind of rushed together but yeah aside from that i i 100 percent agree with you on on the tv show pacing problem this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, um, but like I said, that could be, that could be fixed by determining what kind of tone you want for each specific episode. Um, so I feel like, I feel like with Moon Knight, it's a significantly simpler fix. Um, 
but like I said, we'll we'll see if they if they end up doing a season two. Um, I definitely I love the fact that the big reveal in the post credit scene at the end of the last episode was pretty hinted at pretty hard. Like you in mm-hmm. the in the in in the uh, so like so like that was that's just an extra thing I like. But honestly, other than those two things, I don't think I had any major. Uh, I don't think there's really much to fix other than like, like I said, pacing, which is, which is a common thing amongst Marvel shows and maybe just kind of like, maybe kind of figure out if you want each episode to be a completely different tone or if you want to try to kind of keep the tone the same, which again, Marvel series, that's really hard to do, especially if you're building to a big action pack finale. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, no, yeah, those are the, I'd say those are my only two real notes. So I, yeah, the pacing, the pacing was a little wonky. Um, I think to your point, like the first three episodes were a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, hey, we're going to do this real big shift. Once Steven started to kind of believe in the supernatural nature of the relationship with Khonshu and the, um, the gods. Then the second half of the show was more like it took a, that, that hard turn into fantasy yes. and like the, the kind of the, the, the supernatural. And that's when you get the horror, you get, um, you know, the, the deep dive into the psyche and the duot and all of those things. And then finally the, the big uh, battle, which, wasn't exactly a same versus same fight, but close enough. All we <laughs> needed was uh, the big blue uh, sky beam, and it would have definitely <laughs> been a Marvel Act 3. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I, I, I spoke about how I liked the writing of DID, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of things that, that threw me off with this first of all okay so i will preface this by saying that a lot of my did knowledge and this is going to sound really weird where it comes from but (laughs) in 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 doing some reading afterwards it's they actually were pretty fucking accurate with it one life to live the abc soap opera (laughs) why did i assume that that was the one why did i assume that was the one I mean, it, I mean, passions would have just had to be like demons in their heads, but <laughs> so on One Life to Live, back in I want to say the seventies and eighties, they did a multiple personality storyline with uh, with Vicky and her alter Nikki, and then in the early aughts, early to to mid aughts, maybe I think they went up there in like twenty eleven, so probably two thousand eight ish. They had, um, they kind of went back and did a legacy storyline and had one of her daughters have DID. And this was a lot more nuanced and a lot more in depth and, uh, kind of a, a better telling of a DID story. One of the things that, so it, the, the way to kind of treat and combat DID, combat might not be the right word, I apologize. Um, but it's, it's integration. It's trying to 
reconnect those two parts of your psyche once you are able to acknowledge the trauma that creates the altar because you're creating an altar to protect yourself from that trauma and when you're in a situation that reignites that fear or threatens the 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 main um alter the main personality that that altar that was created will take over to protect the main persona so tell me how stephen grant and mark specter exist to as separate alters when mark is the main altar who knows all this apparently because he's the one that was trying to get steven not to know about this stuff yeah but then you now have gone through and you've done a whole deep dive into your psyche and now both of you know this know these secrets know this part of it how did that not cause integration that's one but two we didn't watch the scene where Mark created Steven. We watched the scene where Mark created Jake Lockley. Oh. Because Steven loved his mother. Mm-hmm. Steven did not have, like, if, if, if his mother barged into the room and beat the shit out of him, that's not Steven that's created. Because why would Steven have this, why would Steven not have a negative association with his mom. Yeah. You're going to tell me that that a, a, an 8, 10, 11-year-old child is beaten by his mother and he's still calling her and, like, doing the whole fucking uh, see you later alligator and a wild crocodile thing? No. You're watching the creation of Jake. And I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how they were, like, they pointed at that being the creation of Steven. Yeah, I see what you mean. And then on top, and then even further, how the fuck are you gonna go past another sarc- sarcophagus, Mark? You just opened up one and popped Stephen out of it. How are you gonna walk by another one that's fucking shaking and not open that shit? Like Jake is fucking in that sarcophagus, and I thought we were gonna get Jake at that point. And then it was also—I forget what I was watching. Maybe it was a new Rockstars thing. Maybe it was something else. But how did the balancing of the the soul happened without all the altars how are you going to tell me that when steven made that sacrifice that that's what balanced the scale there's a third heart involved yep and i know that you're trying to be slick and smooth but you just you fucking had a rocking sarcophagus (laughs) we know that something else is there like how is this not going to be jake screaming in on the inside he was like in there screaming so yeah yeah like I don't, I don't understand this. Um, so for as much as I loved how they played it, there were some points where I was like, I guess maybe it's a suspension of disbelief type of thing. But if you're going to be that accurate, if you're going to portray a storyline like this, where you are going to go into the trauma that will cause this, I want you to be be accurate with it. Yeah. Um. You know. It, it, it it's I, I kind of want I kind of want to say that I feel like I'm nitpicking it, but at the same time, it's if you if you really look into DID, that's like essentially what we were watching was integration and the the kind of the therapy that goes into trying to integrate somebody with um, with alters. Um, it did feel 
a little a little rushed towards the end. I wish they would have done a little bit more. I wish we would have gotten a little more of uh, Layla as the Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. Um, you know, there were there were some pieces that just felt like if this was a a series finale, I would have been like, mm-hmm, okay, where are we gonna find her next? Where are we gonna we're gonna do this? Um, so I'm hoping that they they can do a little bit more with her in a potential another season or um, in some other properties. If she's gonna go into other properties, I don't know where they they plan on taking these characters. Um, so. I, I I think that overall it was, you know, I didn't have too, 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 too many reasons to dislike the series. And some of the things that I, 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 I was just picking on were a little bit more just because I've seen some stories that have really done a lot with DID mm-hmm. and thought that there was both really good pieces and some pieces that felt a little, a little just kind of, of an afterthought um and just the honestly and this is this is more just from a a nitpicking storyline piece when they bring when mark steven i forget which i think it was mark went to um went to the other avatars it was like this man is trying to find um uh Oh god, what's the other what's the other one? What's the crocodile god's name? <laughs> oh, um oh my gosh, I can't even that, that's how that's how present present she was. Um <laughs> she was fucking scary when she came out was, of when they, they released her. Yes, I that was another thing I was like, really? Like just out of out of the hat with like the fucking terror. Like I'm just like, okay guys. Omit. Omit, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, when when her her fucking crocodile head, oh man, I was that was that was crazy. Um, but when when Mark is like, "Yo, he's trying to release Amit, who you have banished for thousands of years," and they were like, "Let's bring the man in, sir. Are you trying to release Amit? No, but he's mentally ill." And they're like, "Oh well, never mind. <laughs> let's let's fucking just let's disregard this dude." Like. <laughs> It just seemed really kind of stupid in some ways. Like it just for being avatars of these gods, they were really kind of dense, and I I just didn't I, I didn't appreciate that that aspect of it. Like it was just too <laughs> let's turn a blind eye to keep the story progressing forward. Because had they not, like the story could have ended there. <laughs> it would have yeah. just been something that was like absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're done now. Uh, but yeah and and then i i just i wish we had gotten a little more of moon knight the the suit differentials uh moon knight versus mr knight was really fucking Mm -hmm. cool yeah uh i would have i'm hoping we'll see more of moon knight and we'll get to see what jake lockley looks like as moon knight um the weird part about that is okay so Mark blacks out. We cut to a different scene. Does that mean that Jake as Moon Knight looks just like Mark as Moon Knight? Because Layla was there when he blacked out and Jake took over in that kind of final fight. And he has um, Arthur like pinned down like oh, in yeah. that kind of final battle. Layla's right there. So if it was a third suit, wouldn't she realize that there's a third, 
you know, alter that's yeah. involved. So, so I think in the comic, it's definitely um, in the comic. They definitely have the same suit. It's more about how, like, it's there's a massive difference in how Jake uh, uses the Moon Knight weapons um, than um, than Mark does. Like, he, like everything, everything Mark does, everything Jake does is straight up to just unalive everybody in the way of his target, no matter who it is. That's like Conchu's boy. Like Jake is like Conchu's best bud, and Jake mm-hmm. likes Conchu. Conchu like Jake. So it's it it'll it's like I said, if they do a second season, it'll be very interesting to see if they go back, like and do explain how Jake was created. Uh, and if and if we've been wrong the whole time that they show that it was actually Jake that was created, not Steven, when they think it, it like I said, I'm sure there'll be a way for them to explain it, but it'll be interesting to see how they do it. And they and because like Steven, Steven and Mark have very different fighting styles when once Mark kind of got the hang of like switching with uh, when Steven got the hang of switching with Mark and everything and using his own unique abilities I would definitely love to see an instance where you you see Mark fighting in the Moon Knight suit and then you see Jake take over and either there's a different weapon or he utilizes the weapons like to their maximum lethality, which is entirely possible. Um, so now that you say that, I'm wondering if that's why it wasn't an integration moment. Because we saw Jake being created... And the two of them watched Jake's creation, not Steven's creation. So the the thing that if Jake was there, that would have been the an integration point for Jake and Mark versus yeah. Steven and Mark. So maybe, I mean, maybe they thought that out. Maybe they didn't. And it's just a lucky break for us to kind of think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But... It, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, overall, it wasn't something that took me out of it completely. That was like, oh, my God, this is this is horrible. And why did they do this? Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I didn't mention in the, the things that I, I thought were, were cool about the show or the the, the, the ups, the pluses of this, uh, they sprinkled QR codes in through most of the episodes where if you pause and you scan the QR code, you got free Moon Knight comics. I thought that was fucking oh. awesome. That's neat. Yeah. Um, it, when uh, Steven goes to the uh, the the the, the um, storage facility, mm-hmm. his storage facility has a QR code where he like scans in or unlocks the door. There's a QR code there. Um, in the asylum, there's a QR code. I think on the wall or something, or one of the rooms I think might have it as a QR code. But there are like six different uh, Moon Knight comics. I think including the first appearance of Moon Knight uh, that are are free through the Marvel Comics app if you scan those QR codes. I miss them, but people were pointing them out afterwards. And I thought that was a really cool way to not only get people watching the show, but if you don't have a real grasp on Moon Knight as a character, to include a couple of free comic books that you can go back and just scan those barcodes. I think that was a really cool fucking way to branch people out into seeing the, the character in the comic form. Nice. That's cool. 
so yeah uh the last thing will just kind of be uh where do you I, I mean i don't think any of us really have an idea on where the characters will go outside of potentially a season two but if you could uh if you could potentially have your way or or what you would want to see you mentioned a couple things already that you would like to see happen in the future um but what are what are maybe one or two things or directions you would like to see these characters go whether it's in moon knight season two or in a different marvel property if they're i mean i would assume that if they changed it from series finale to season finale they've already got a season two in the works yeah but that does not mean that they cannot cross over into other marvel properties um you know like if scarlet scarab became a member of a force like wild conjecture or things that we think would be cool <laughs> what uh what are what are one or two things you would like to see happen with these characters so um so i, I do know that harrow is one of the villains from the comic but actually one of the major villains from the comic is the um the mercy the gathers a mercenary that actually ended up killing mark the one that ended up shooting him um, he is still in operation and he's a massive Moon Knight villain. Uh, I just can't remember his name. Um, I think it was Bushmaster, um, is his name. Um, like he's insane. Like when I tell you, like if Mark, uh, it, Mark with Mark's issue, he is straight up psychotic and terrifying. Like I think he actually peels off a chunk of his face. Um, so he, I would like to see it kind of return to that issue. Um, I love the fact that at the end it showed that Mark, Mark is filthy rich. Like Mark has money for, for eons. Um, so I'd like them to kind of, kind of, we, we've seen Steven's life. I would like to see Mark's life. Um, him trying to kind of put the pieces back together now that he thinks it's over. Um, so, and I would also, I definitely want to see how Mark and Steven handle Jake because Khonshu does not want them to know Jake exists because, because like the deal Mark had with Khonshu and not letting Steven know, he definitely doesn't want them to know about Jake. And the thing is, Jake does not fucking stop. Jake, they're not going to have a nice moment where they're like trying to save each other in the afterlife jake is going to be like no i'm a murder people see you see you losers later so um i would it'll definitely give more backstory um i suspect that if they want to go simple with it jake will be have have been created from his rage when he was essentially uh killed by his partner um when he tried to stop lila's uh layla's father from being murdered so It'll like I said, I definitely that's mainly where I want to want it to go because that's really the only plot points they haven't really tied up from from the first run, and it's a simple enough plot. If they continue on with with both Steven and him trying to work together, um, they don't have the powers anymore, so them running off trying to like save people and and do stuff is definitely trickier, especially since Jake is the it it, it confirmed that that Jake is the one that has the deal with Conchu. So how do you get those powers back? <laughs> how do you, how do you, uh, so it'll, that'll be very interesting to see how that works out. Um, I, uh, like I said, I, I, I like Jake Lockley. I think he's a, he's, he's actually more of a perfect foil to Steven than uh, Mark is to Steven. Um, Cause he's literally the 
polar opposite. Steven is terrified of hurting people, whereas Jake just revels in it. So it, that I would like to see kind of how the three of them uh, butt heads. So that's that's what I'm I'm kind of hoping we, we get to see. For sure. And Bushman is the character Bushman. that you're thinking of. Raul Bushman is his... Uh the mercenary that um in sudan that is working with mark um and then to your point i think we will see a bit of mark's uh potential money because the so jake was a taxi driver in uh lemire's run so him being a driver doesn't you know doesn't stray too far when we have this post credit scene uh. but but the license plate on the limo says Spectre. Mm-hmm. So it could be a, a hint or a nod to the wealth that Mark has or has accumulated. So there is a potential for that. Um, I do kind of want to see the... I, I want to see more of Scarlet Scarab. I want to see Layla and yeah. see how this uh, relationship with Tuarit continues on. And especially if they are going to be in each other's lives, to your point, with them not having, you know, with them technically not having the Moon Knight powers, it could be more of a reliance on Layla. Mm-hmm. So kind of a, a flip of the script where Layla knew about Moon Knight and was still a bit reckless and, and uh, kind of a, a renegade, but also knew that Mark could summon the suit and protect them if need be where now mark can be that kind of reckless guy because i mean as a mercenary he's didn't have superhuman powers and was still a force to be reckoned with now you'll have steven's quote-unquote smarts um which is kind of weird that like that i i I don't know like one being super smart is just a very interesting take on on it or not super smart but really being focused in on on a particular um uh, knowledge set but then if something goes awry, Layla will be the one to kind of have to call on the Scarlet Scarab powers and protect them. Yeah. So it'll it'll I I, I want to see how that dynamic is going to play out. I want to see where they're going to go with all that. Um, and then to see if, you know, it comes down to it, if they how and when they discover Jake and the fact that Khonshu is still a part of their lives without them even knowing it. <laughs> So, that's not going to go over well. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing, um, which I don't know if they would do this, but you know who one of the other big Moon Knight villains is? His dead brother. Oh! Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's definitely, yeah. Yeah, he, oh. he comes back. And uh, it's two different characters. I think he eventually evolves into, uh, I would say, like Hatchet Man or something along those lines. And then oh. I think something else. But they eventually bring his brother back and uh, and make him a, a major Moon Knight villain. I don't know if they would go that route with this story. I think Bushman yeah. would be a, a better slash easier slash more direct route to go. And I think it would play better on TV. Yeah. So I, I would not be mad about seeing that kind of be the next level of the story to to tell for for these characters for sure. Because it was still it would tie in Layla as well, being the person who killed her father. 
Uh-huh. Um, I think that would be a, a really good way for them to, to progress. So um, I, I will jump on that bandwagon with you and uh, we'll see what happens when it comes down to Moon Knight Season 2. Dear listeners, we thank you for joining us. Let us know what you thought about Moon Knight and uh, any of the upcoming Disney Plus shows we've got. Uh, Ms. Marvel coming in just a couple of weeks. And then a few weeks after that, we uh, uh, after that ends, we then go into Thor Love and Thunder. And then shortly after that, we go into She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, and we just got a lot going on in the next couple of uh, weeks and months, and I am excited about it. So let us know what you thought about Moon Knight. Let us know what you're excited for in the MCU, and then tune in in two weeks when we are back with a pop culture roundup and uh, hopefully a full cast of uh, Flame On crew uh, back from vacations and other adventures and gallivanting across the globe. Uh, while BJ and I have just been, you know, sitting in our spot. Actually, I think you've been away more than I have in the last uh, couple of weeks. Well, well, I I had like a really quick round-robin trip to Birmingham, Alabama um, for my older, younger brother's graduation. Uh, But my real vacation starts this week because I'm going, it's staycation. I'm going the Tidal Wave. Um, I'm rooming with some good friends. It's the first big, like, gay event since uh the pangea happened so it'll just be nice to kind of kind of get back into like it's start of pride month so uh it's it's an excuse to act a fool uh make questionable decisions and i look forward to um like rehydrating my dehydrated self after i get back on sunday exactly so if you are going to Tidal Wave, go say hi to BJ when you find him. And uh, yeah, we I have not left Chicago um, in, a, in a hot minute. We had IML this weekend, and I did nothing. Uh, <laughs> I went out drinking with some friends on Friday night, and I worked at the bar last night, and that was about it. Um, but we've got Pride Month coming up. So hi, gay, to all of you out there. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Have uh, have a good Pride Month. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks, y'all. Bye, bitches. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.